Welcome into the Harvest Friends. I am Abigail and I'm here with my good friends, Andrew and Keith. And we're going to be talking about what does the future hold for the church in America? So we're going to put on our little prophecy hats. Just kidding. And talk about that today. It's going to be a lot of fun. But first, if you are new to our channel, we hope to bring you the tools and tricks that you need to be a disciple and make disciples in this 21st century. So we hope it'll be helpful. And why don't you go ahead and click on that little bell if you're on YouTube and subscribe if you are on many, many different uh, podcast channels that we are on. That way you won't miss any of the goods coming up in the next few months. Hi guys, this is going to be a fun topic today. I love talking about the future because we'll probably not get it right. And that'll be fun (laughs) to look back on years from now. We can laugh at ourselves. Um, But I also think it's a good, good thing to do to kind of look ahead and see what might be in the future for the church in America. Um, We actually did a podcast on the church during the pandemic. Uh, several months ago now feels like an eternity. None of us remember what we said. Um, you should go back and listen and have a good little laugh because we probably really got that wrong too. Um, but I think today's conversation will be beneficial to us as each of us who are listening and us as we're chatting, um, just as believers, where do we want to go? Where do we see the church going and how can we be a part of that? I think this is going to be a really great chat. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so too. Like you said, um, we'll probably look back on this episode at some point in the near future and, and realize that we got 90% of it wrong. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, it may not even be that long, you know, it might be like you said, just a few months. I think we did that, that episode on how the pandemic would change the church back in early May. Yeah. So that would be a, a pretty interesting one to go back and, and, uh, review. But we have a little bit more data obviously now than we did then in terms of what's happening in culture. And especially Mm. uh, of course, you know, we're all based here in the United States. So we're talking specifically about uh, the future of the church primarily from, from that vantage point. But yeah, I don't know if we're prophets. We were (laughs) were joking about this earlier. Uh, I know Abby jokingly put that out there, but this is more of exercise of, of thinking, where we are now and and where it seems to be going in the uh, the coming months and years. Yeah, and I like that we're talking about the future, so we don't have to be right. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot less pressure on us, you know. Um, the early church thought Jesus was going to come back way sooner, and he didn't, yeah. so they had to write everything down, you know, and uh, they were a lot closer to him than we were. So that's true. I'm okay with being wrong right now and uh, talking about the future. Yeah. Uh, and ultimately, that's the goal. Yeah. It's to be faithful. Right. Uh, I mean, a, yep. A lot of what's going to happen in the future is going to be determined by how folks like us and our listeners live out the faith in, exactly. in the present. So, yep. yeah, it's not fixed. Yeah, I, I think my goal for this episode and, you know, as you're listening, just know that this is what I'm hoping you're going to get out of it. It's just to kind of wake us all up that 
the future is coming and very soon it will be upon us. And so what can we do as believers to either kind of um, maybe forestall some some bad things or how can we help to grow the church? So I'm hoping there will be some constructive goodness that comes out of this episode. So um, let us know how we did at the end. Um, but let's just go ahead and get started. I think my first question for us today is, are we going to look back on 2020 as this pivotal turning point for the church in America, or is it just going to be like, not even a big deal? And no one's going to even remember that the 2020 memes were abundant. (laughs) I, you know, I think that we will look back on 2020, probably more as maybe not a turning point. And I think we actually talked about this back in May the episode that we did in May that that there were already some, I would say, some cracks in the foundation of how Americans were thinking about and, and living out their observance of church life. I do think we'll look back at 2020 as maybe, I don't know, this is just my my thought, <laughs> is that maybe the, the year that the dam broke, that it, it, it would be, hey, there were some signs there already, mm-hmm. but yeah, that really accelerated what was already happening and made it like yeah. un, 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 what's the word? <laughs> Unmistakable. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. There was no denying it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think so as far as our response. So similar to what you guys are saying, like how are we as men and women who follow Jesus, uh, seek him and, and walk in and like with each other in the fellowship um, today, you know, because uh, this, year is unique amongst you know all the years that we've had so i'm not saying that this is the only year with a lot of chaos but i think this is the first time where the church at large the whole body of christ had to do some self-reflecting and say like okay how are we gonna press forward like how we're gonna persevere uh through the season where everything just looks different than it has for a long time so i don't know if this will be the turning point but i think this will be a good mark uh for Mm -hmm. us to see like man how do we respond when everything went down and how, how are we doing now Uh, as people who are trying to be faithful to Jesus. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to think of like the right words to say this. I don't want it to just sound like really over the top. I do not want to look back on 2020 and just see all of us scrambling to return to normal, whatever normal Mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And then like 2021 or 2022 rolls around and we like, we did, we returned to normal. I feel like, we will have majorly failed if that's what happens. Um, Even like personally, if I look back on this year and think, boy, you know, that was a real blip in the system. And then things went back to normal. Um, I think I legitimately missed out on what the Lord wanted to say to me this year, what he did, you know, what he did and how he challenged us as a family and as a church and as a ministry. Um, And if we aren't like legit changed by that, then I'm going to be crushed because I didn't enjoy it. And so why go through all this if we're just going to come out on the other side and, you know, return to our church pews and just be like, phew, I'm so glad we're all back to normal. Mm-hmm. So my real hope is that um, anyone who has a, a spiritual pulse um, is really able to to maybe get back to some things that they loved that they haven't been able to do. Um, but also to like bring with them a lot of knowledge and a lot of, of lessons that the Lord has taught. I mean, is that just too 
um, optimistic of me? Like, <laughs> is this possible? Can we do this? I don't think it's uh, unreasonable at all. And I like the way that you frame that. I do. I don't think we're going back to life as normal, you know, pre-pandemic in, in terms of what church looks like. I mean, certainly there will be churches that function very very similarly to mm -hmm. the way they did in 2019 and before. But I, I do think that um, those churches will be far fewer in number and mm. that there'll be a larger number of believers, followers of Jesus who are living out the faith and, and living out their life as the church um, in some, in some significantly different ways, which like, like I think you're alluding to there, Abigail, I think is, is a great thing, actually. Like, I, I think some of the, the shifts that we will see, even though probably the, the, the faithful will be fewer, hmm. probably, going forward from 2020, um, I think the freedom that, that we have and that we feel to, to live out our calling and our, our mission as followers of Jesus is going to be a, a, a net gain in terms of uh, what it means for the church going forward i don't know if that makes sense hopefully, hopefully it does <laughs> yeah yeah no i think it does um and what encourages me right now is thinking of a guy like philip from the new testament so not really a big name guy like not somebody that was well known as an apostle or a disciple of jesus obviously he was but uh, when there was a lot going on with the church you got this uh egyptian eunuch who's traveling back from jerusalem who had just spent time in some amazing fellowship and he's reading Isaiah and he's like, what is this all about? You know, like he's asking questions about Jesus. And Philip just happened to be in the right place, like at the right time. I was able to to come with him and help him see Jesus. And uh, I think I'm encouraged that we get to do that now. So like, um, yeah, I want to think about the big picture and what's going on with the church. Um, but I know there's people out there who don't know Jesus. And uh, yeah, we know he's coming back and we know we have to be faithful to him. So I was like, how do we how do we grab some of those orphans right now? Like for people that have, yeah. that have been gone astray, you know, and uh, that kind of encourages me because I'm like, OK, like, yes, we have to be faithful to the body of Christ at large. But we still have this personal uh, responsibility to help people see the Savior <laughs> right now. So, um, yeah, if you're you finding yourself in a similar position, like Abby was saying, like bring some of that knowledge back. Like Andrew saying, bring some of the ex experience back and uh, help people get back to the way. Well, we mm -hmm. talked about this, that uh, that story with Philip is in Acts chapter 8. Mm -hmm. And of course, Acts chapter 8 starts with the persecution in Jerusalem. And up yeah. until that time, the church had been very centralized. And of course, um, just looking at that, if you were living in that moment, you would probably experience that as a, as a negative thing, that um, believers are being, church gatherings are being broken up, the police are kicking in the doors, <laughs> people are being yeah. put in prison, and, and it ends up that the, the church is scattered from Jerusalem. But the very next thing you see is guys like Philip are out there. Exactly. They're no longer in Jerusalem. They're out there in the everyday places connecting with people like the Ethiopian eunuch, and it really served to transform the church in a uh, positive way. And I definitely think that that's not too much to ask yeah. and to hope for in the future. See, that's why you need partners, man, because I was like, that was my emphasis. Like, don't focus on the negative. Like yeah, there's a lot <laughs> of negative going on with the church right now, oh, but man. it's like, there's so much we could be doing. There's in the meantime, a lot of positives. So, yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm talking about. 
Absolutely. And I think the big thing is to just not be passive. Mm. Um, I mean, I've said this on this podcast several times this year because it is still my mantra. I have not changed it. It is on my wall in my bedroom. Um, the verse, you know, awake, awake, put on your strength, O Zion. It's like, it's on my wall because, and it's not just so that I wake up in the morning. Um, it's so that I legit, uh, am not asleep and like sleepwalking through even what's going on, you know, just, and our, the current events of this year, um, and just letting stuff happen to us. Um, sometimes we just have re- you know, reaction to say a pandemic. And so that means therefore you have to stay home. Well, yes, that's true, but there's also ways that we can look at that. Like, how can I use this to my advantage? And now as kind of 2020 is, I don't even know where we are in the year, I guess we're not wrapping up. We're like, Getting at the close. crest of the hill, I don't know. <laughs> I don't no, know. Not bad. Um, Come on now, we're, we're we're on the really? final lap. Yes, September. I don't yeah, even I know. I'm just I'm like try, I'm like trying to survive, so I don't want to be too optimistic. <laughs> okay, great. We're wrapping up, friends. We That's are. what they say. So I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take it as truth. Okay. Well, in that case, then I need to really see what's already happened in my life and really see how then, you know, the Lord is using those things and how can I maybe better even take advantage? Like you're saying, Andrew, there's so many people that are hurting. There's so Mm -hmm. many people that haven't yet heard the gospel. Like you were saying, Keith, um, that there's really a lot of work to be done in the harvest. Like if anything, this year is really is all about a I, I think a very large harvest, even though we're, we just kind of alluded to the fact that the church might be diminishing, like church as in little C, <laughs> like church buildings or, you know, organizations might be losing a lot. I mean, we've lost donations this year. I mean, things are are in flux for sure. But I think that there's a lot of great opportunity. Hey friends, thanks for watching the show. I wanted to take a quick moment to say, if you're someone who's looking for insights, ideas, and inspiration that will fuel your faith for the 21st century, then make sure you sign up for our weekly newsletter, Harvest Highlights. It's free and it's loaded with resources that will help you be a disciple and make disciples in the everyday places. So make sure you check it out. There's a link in the description of this video. Back to the show. Um, so you were just saying, Andrew, you know, it's spread us out kind of like the Jerusalem model. Um, and like you were saying, Keith, we're hopefully coming into contact with more lost. Um, do you see there being any kind of change within the body of Christ? Like what's happening within the church of how we're discipling our people, how we're, we're actually taking care of the body. Do you think that's changing at all? Yeah, I think it has to because of, uh, like you said, circumstance and um, our ability to see each other face to face and be in contact has changed. I'm not saying it's diminished because as this thing has kind of gone down, uh, yeah, some of the restrictions have been lifted. But I do think our approach is going to be different. But I think we just have to be creative um, with our approach to discipleship and, you know, pray to God would allow us to be effective with it because, um, the mission hasn't changed and the end goal hasn't changed and uh, what we're supposed to do hasn't changed. It's just how we're going to go about it now. So I think, um, you know, really praying and asking God, I agree with what you said, Abby, like lifting up your eyes, like, man, how can I help right now? How can I be effective right now? Mm-hmm. And uh, how can I walk with people 
right now mm-hmm. and help them uh, see Jesus. And uh, how do we do that as a as a church body as, at at large? I couldn't say large to save my life, but uh, <laughs> yeah, how do we do that together? You know, like how do we yeah. encourage people that aren't so used to being act, uh, outward and active to get out in the fight? You know, it's um, the sidelines are not worth it. You know, we all want to be in a fight, especially as we get closer towards the end. Yeah, we were talking about some stats that have been coming in, recent stats about how how church attendance has been affected, in-person attendance has been affected over the past uh, four or five months that that we've been in partial shutdown. And so, so now I think uh, the stat was that 94% of churches are in locations where they can actually re- uh, restart their in-person gatherings, hmm. which is a lot, you know, 94% is, is most of the, uh, the churches that are, you know, physical churches with Sunday services. Um, and I think about 90% of churches that were in those areas had be, begun to resume some sort of in-person gathering. Um, and yet, uh, attendance was way down. Um, and that may, it probably will slowly increase, but I, I don't think we're going to see it go back to, um, pre-pandemic levels. Um, the other thing that's happening, of course, is that a lot of churches have shifted their their Sunday service to an online um, offering. And I, I, so we we were talking about this a little bit. I, I think what's, what we're going to see is we're going to see things go in two directions. I think there's going to be a segment of people who who go even further towards an entertainment experience when it comes to Hmm. church, Hmm. whether that's just staying at home and, and trying out different services or, or different uh, speakers and and worship services. Um, But I also think there's going to be a number of folks who go the opposite direction. And that's what Keith was really talking about where we really do take it to a more relational level where we've got these smaller groups, smaller churches, where more um, intense life on life, friendship, first person discipleship is happening. And um, I really see that as as a that part of it as a as a real positive. Um, So I think that's coming. Yeah, you know, I agree, Andrew, except that um, even as you were talking and you were talking about like those two kind of groups of people. And I think and because I'm a judgy person, um, I tend to be like, oh, yeah, those like entertainment people like, gosh. But I, I was actually in my mind, I started to think of like some scenarios and some even some friends of my own who um, were put in a position where they couldn't go to church physically. And so they were at home with their computers and their TVs. And that was, you know, it. And they've kind of gotten used to that. And I, there's really no one other than us to tell them that there's something better. Um, And so I think that this really is where, you know, we, we hit the crunch, you know, this is where us as believers, we have to take that responsibility to show them that there's something more, that there's something more than the entertainment feature or the gathering of knowledge too. I think that can really become like, well, I'll just stay home and like do some deep dives on, Oh, what's that like really amazing YouTube, um, the Bible project. Project, Like they have like amazing, amazing studies and we could just spend all day, like becoming full on biblical scholars. And yet I just want to like yell at everyone. Like it's not, that's not it. Like there's so much more. Mm -hmm. So, but that's really where we come in. Like that's where I come in with those friends of 
being able to show them that there is something more. Um, and I don't know if, um, if the church is really equipped or are able to do that, um, as well as individuals. Like, I think this is where the individual game is going to come into play of the, of multiplication from just us, like the three of us, what could the three of us accomplish by, you know, talking to people and having relationship with people. So I think that's going to be a key, key thing. Well, this is where we plug our online course. <laughs> I didn't even do that on purpose. I'm just good at it. Like well, that. <laughs> I, I mentioned that because so this week we're starting our first online course, five essentials for disciple making. I think the reason I'm so excited about that is it really does take us back to that question, Abigail, is what what can we do as individuals um, to move forward as, as faithful followers of Jesus? And then what can we do within our local churches, our, our local gatherings to live out this faith and this mission? And one thing that's going to be imperative is that we have to be very clear on what the essentials are. Um, because, you know, we're coming out, I really do see 2020 as, as the end of a tremendous era in Christianity. And this is where a year from now people can laugh at this, this statement, <laughs> but I really do think like e even in 2019, though, I think it was on its, its deathbed, the, the culture of a Sunday service church, um, in America was still within our, our, our national mindset of like, yeah, if you're Christian, you should be going to a, a Sunday service. Um, and I don't think that's going to be the case going forward for a lot of people. Uh, I, I think that's going to be a, a minority of people who view that as essential that you go to a, a traditional Sunday service. So, so what are those essentials? And that's what we're going to have to be clear on because the, the culture the subculture of church, hmm. church life, which if you went back a hundred years, you would find it. If you went back 200 years, you'd find it 300 years. There would be a pretty um, static idea about what it means to be the church and th the importance of a Sunday gathering in a, uh, a special building. And I don't think that's going to continue going forward. So from that standpoint, it's pretty monumental. If that, if that is true, that, that going forward, that's not going to be something that you would just assume to find. If you, if mm. we transported 50 years into the future, the, the place that a traditional Sunday centered church holds in society, I don't know where that's going to, where that's going to be, but I think it'll be much different than it has been over the past 500, a thousand years in, in Western society. So if that's true, then we don't have that framework. And we, as followers of Jesus, have to know what the essentials are as we live out this mission in a, in a culture and a society that, that no longer recognizes a Sunday service as, as a viable option. Like we have to be the bearers of light. But you know, but you know when it was also that way? In 40 AD, <laughs> like what, what? <laughs> like when when paul rolled into corinth they didn't have a mindset of oh yeah. this is a christian guy well we know what this guy's going to be representing yeah. no he but he knew the essentials and so that's what we have to triple down on is what are the essentials we have to know those 
you know? Yeah, yeah. 2020 has forever scarred my mind with the word essential. So I'm glad we're using it because I think that's the best oh, word yeah. to with. But I'm like, oh, I didn't oh, even man. think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I keep Gosh, going back to that essential. workers thing. But yeah, it's true. Yeah. I think um, I, I love I love the name of Into the Harvest, um, Andrew. And I don't know if we talk too much in depth about how, like, what God used to inspire you to use that. But going back to that passage in Luke, you know, chapter 10. When it looked like, uh, yeah, so many people were like sheep without a shepherd, uh, similar to where we are today, mm-hmm. Jesus' first response to his disciples was to pray mm-hmm. and uh, pray mm-hmm. that God, the Lord of the harvest, so the God who was in charge of this whole place, uh, would send workers into the harvest, you know, and um, the disciples were supposed to, to pray, but also turn around and be those workers and be those laborers. So, um, yeah, I, I would I would definitely encourage us to keep praying and uh Mm. keep keep seeking out help you know like when it comes to being on a on the ground and like you were saying andrew as we take a new approach to church and to what it means to be a church today um you know we would ask god to send laborers into the harvest that people would uh see you know yeah people living for the lord and that, that are able to help them yeah and it's a new approach for us but i think it's actually it's in the it's in the bible like yeah. there's there's absolute in some ways it's an ancient approach mm. um that the the way that we live and share our faith going forward is going to have so much in common, I think, with the first century Christians. And so mm-hmm. that for me is very, it's very exciting. Um, but Abigail, Abigail, yeah. what, uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree on, especially on that last point, I think we're going to start to look a lot more like what we see in in acts um but also what we see in other parts of the world which um i feel like the the church has grown exponentially in places like china and india um and my mom is constantly sending me these really awesome like um prayer updates from the mission organization that she follows um, and they're super, super encouraging. And I think the big thing that I've gotten from what she sent me has been how the pandemic has shifted and helped um, breakthrough happen in a lot of places where um, the, the gospel has not really taken hold. And a lot of that has been because people are stuck in their homes and they're like legit bored. And so they'll be like, well, I guess I'll read the Bible. And um, the wow. the internet is being used in ways that we have really never seen before. Um, within our own house church, we had someone um, uh, share the gospel and lead two men in Pakistan to Christ a few weeks ago. And so like our wow. house church was able to be like, We've got two Pakistani brothers over. <laughs> so that's all because of the internet. Um, and so I think um, we have so much more resources at our fingertips. And this uh, this year has taught us that we can do church in crazy different ways. Um, and so hopefully that can continue, that we can be uh, creative and we can see that it can be in our everyday life. And I do hope that it it will look more like ancient um, Christianity in some respects. Um, I, I hope, and and also it can grow and be better. I hope that truly that we can really reach the nations here in America because so many of the nations have come to us. So we're talking about church in America, but I am happy to report that we still have a lot of people from other countries within the United States. So really we're benefiting um, hopefully the world um, by talking about the church in America. 
And we can also reach the corners of the world um, through our, through Zoom even. Um, so I don't know where I'm going with that, except to say that I am very optimistic about um, what the harvest looks like and how we can maybe kind of break even more the, the little box that we have all been in to a certain extent. I think what we're seeing is the future of the church is bright. Yeah. <laughs> I think we all feel True. that way. Yeah, um, sure. And I, I, I'm fascinated by that because there will definitely be voices out there that are um, taking a totally different view of things, that the church is losing ground, that, that things are falling apart for the church. And these are, I think, a lot of voices that are going to be in the church that yeah, are going to be sure. um, mourning the loss of of traditions and uh, forms that we've known and been familiar with for <coughs> centuries. Um, so to, depending on what you're looking at, it's going to either appear like this is an amazing time of opportunity and growth, or this is a time of decay and loss. Um, but I, I think we're looking at this amazing opportunity for, for growth Um so the future is bright, but it's also something that we should expect to look much different than than it has in the past. Yeah, that's good, Andrew. I, I agree. We, uh, <laughs> I think the future is bright because, you know, God's is he's in control, you know, and Jesus said that uh, I will build my church. You know, he was talking to Peter and, and the gates of Hades would not prevail against it. So if this is something that God is doing, then it's not going to fail. You know, it's not going to despite the yeah. twist and the turns and. You name it, what comes our way, like uh, God's still doing his work and that's going to keep going. You know, um, the, the, when is the, um, the phrase, uh, I, well, this is thrown around a lot in like Christian circles of like the remnant, like there will always mm, be the remnant. Mm -hmm, right. And I, I like, it just came to mind. But I think um, also we're talking about two different things. Like I, I, I tend to agree with those people that are super negative, like, you know, everything's just falling apart. It is great. I'm super <laughs> pumped about it. Um, and so maybe we're just like talking about two different things. Like <laughs> what I'm excited about is, you know, what Jesus can do in the hearts of man. And I think mm. he is doing that work and you know he will do it whether we jump on board or not so that's the other piece is we're, we're talking and focusing on this this episode on the future of the church but of course mm -hmm. you know the pandemic's affecting everything it's it's not only affecting yeah. believers and the way we understand and live out uh, our faith and especially our corporate faith as uh, as a, as churches uh, lowercase c in, in mm -hmm. different areas it's, it's affecting society as a whole. I mean, we see that we've done, we had conversations this year about there are, there are a lot of things happening in society. And again, we're, we're talking here primarily about the US. Um, and, and those, you know, people are looking for answers. So mm -hmm. we as believers need to be aware of that, hey, like you said, Jesus is, he's, he is on mission right now. Mm -hmm. He's building his church. That has not changed. He's with us always to the end of the age. That has not changed. He wants us to make disciples. That has not changed. So um, we can have a lot of confidence that yeah. um, the mission continues. The need is there. Uh, and it's going to be fun to see how the Lord guides us going forward. So, yeah. Abigail, I know we're, we're short on time here. You want to let folks know about... Yeah, I was going to do an ways. awesome segue. I was going to be yeah. like... Speaking of change, <laughs> yeah, <all right. laughs> 
my segue game is like really on point today. Um, <laughs> yeah, speaking of change, we've been talking a lot about it. Um, there will be a little change here uh, at the end of the Harvest Channel. You will no longer be seeing a weekly show posting in the next few weeks because we will be hard at work on several other projects. So this season of our podcast will have officially wrapped after this episode is finished just kind of crazy. I can't believe another season has come and gone. Um, But there will be a few more uh, little fun nuggets coming your way in the next few months. We've got a couple of special shows um, planned that we'll be working on um, that are going to be really good. So we, this is why we're, we harp on the whole subscribe business because when you subscribe, you know you won't miss any of the goods coming your way. Mm-hmm. Um, we also do have our um, essentials course that's starting this exact same week. So we're definitely not going to be bored over here because we have that funness to look forward to. And we have Advent coming up in December that I am planning and have some really cool stuff coming your way in that arena. So really, we're not stopping. So no, this isn't goodbye, friends. This Don't worry. The, exactly. This is the last <laughs> of our weekly shows for season three. Um, mm-hmm. But we're definitely going to be on social media. And we've got some things, like Abby said, that, that will be coming your way between now and the end of the year. And then yep. the weekly show will resume for season four in January. So, um, yeah, we're still going to be doing this show, but it won't be every week right. uh, going forward here. Yeah. Season four. What? That's crazy. Oh, exactly. Boy, I feel like I should be better at this. (laughs) All right. Well, on that happy note, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope it got you pumped for what's coming and what the Lord is already doing in the church in America. Um, And we are pumped about what you guys are doing wherever you are. So keep in touch with us. We love hearing from you. We love to hear your comments. Um, We are always available at info at intotheharvest.org so send us a message (laughs) we love to read all of them and we will respond so for that we'll see you next time bye guys see ya thanks for being part of our community if you find this podcast valuable there are many ways you can support it you can review it on iTunes, Stitcher or wherever you happen to listen to it you can share it on social media with your friends Or you can support it directly by visiting our website, intotheharvest.org, clicking on the donate link, and becoming a monthly giving partner. When you do this, you'll receive a thank you package with some great ITH gear. Thank you for supporting the show and helping our small team make a big difference for Jesus. It's listeners like you that make this ministry possible. 